welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, though... Every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, getting queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at Michael Block Talk on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Three seasons, three minorities as the first boot. It's going down under. Ten new queens have entered the workroom as they got their first shot at impressing Rue. So how'd they do? It's time to talk all things Drag Race down under three. And joining me is the songstress of Femme de Violet. How are you? Oh my goodness, I'm wonderful. Um, Pride Month was fantastic. And then I did some theater. I feel like a regular Jinx Monsoon. Wow. And- oh, Wow. And with how much it's been raining, um, it, it really is monsoon season. Always monsoon season. Uh, friends, before we begin, as of this morning, I have some drag news of the week. Oh. Drag Race Germany coming your way September 5th. Oh my God, this is ein Kapel Kuntenservant. Now, I thought it was going to be called Dragland Deutschland. That's what I've been originally was told, Dragland Deutschland. Drag Race Deutschland, which sounds fun because I've also heard rumors that it's not just German queens. Um, so it made sense to call it Deutschland, but whatever. Germany, easier for me. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's down under, this is a, this is a strange way to um, make it really jerk. Because it's not England, it's UK, it's not Australia, it's down under, but... German, but so I have heard that there might be some Austrian queens joining the mix. So that's why Germany, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's coming. We don't know anything else about it yet, but it's coming. And there's right. nothing we can do to stop it. Nope. Um, what it will mean is I'll probably be drinking beer during every podcast. So I'm here for that one. I'll be culturally experienced that way. Eat some brats. Uh- Cocktoberfest. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Oh my God. I can't wait. All right. Let's do it. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing a reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown with the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people. They get an opportunity to go on television and share their crafts, but they've also put themselves in a position to discuss what is said in this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. Can you believe it's been three seasons already? Well, no, I literally can't because I think I had like I trauma blocked um the first two seasons. I not to be such a hater right off the bat, but I was so viscerally angry when Spanky Jackson won. Like She's in so a way kind, that I've never though. Oh what fucking ever. They're all kind. Honestly, the uh, down under girls, some of the nicest people I've ever met. 
Except Pamara, apparently. I did not meet her at DragCon. Um, that one didn't that didn't have I didn't get to meet her, didn't get to talk to um Aubrey, but uh busy times, busy times. Thousands of queens, only two days. Let's go with the answer. But yeah, we're here. Third season. Our workroom seems to have not changed at all after three seasons. Maybe if an Aussie wins, we'll get a shape up. But um, the thing that I have to comment on, maybe it's my eyes, maybe it's my old age, but I feel like there are less lights on this set than there are for any other production of Drag Race. It feels very dark. It is. This production is so much crunchier and I don't understand because like I remember watching the first two seasons and it is like blasted in that horrible fakey neon that they love to do um but there's something about the camera that they use that feels very cinematic but it's not good for reality tv if that makes sense you say it hasn't changed I think it's somehow gotten uglier well Someone who has a better eye than I do, please let me know because they're all blending in together. I can't tell anything apart anymore. To be fair, you also watch every single season. I sure darn do. They do it so no one else has to. All right. Shall we talk about our first entrance? Lights, camera, action. He wants to come to Hollywood. It's Hollywood star who is 28 years old from Sydney, Australia. Uh, and she smartly does not say she's actually American because um, her ego is so American. I love it. It doesn't matter. She looked she looked gorgeous and she had the confidence and she's kind of the only one who like I I remembered her after the episode I struggled to remember a lot of these other girls. She says the Sydney drag scene is good because she's in it. We love the ego. And then she says she's the first girl here and gets the most screen time. Again, ego continuing. She shares with us that she's only been doing drag for about a year and a few months, but she knows what she can do and bring. Baby queen realness. There's the confidence the judges are looking for. Baby queen with money realness. There's nothing Mm -hmm. like it. Her look is by Diesel Darling Burlesque. Here's my take. It's very simple. It's got a glam factor to it, but I wish it leaned more into the vintage Hollywood red carpet aura. I think it looks like a pull from Goodwill with some stones put on it. The necklace could have been from Earrings Plaza. I would never have known. The hair is great for her. It's just not giving as much as she thinks it's giving. Yeah, I think a more dramatic silhouette could have really taken this further now that you say that. Um, I think the corset's really pretty, though, and I almost I almost like that she did a more different a different silhouette. Also, now this is a 40-inch wig, I think. <laughs> yeah. But you're yeah. absolutely you're absolutely right about the necklace. Also, what happened to earrings and bracelets? What happened to drag jewelry? I say as someone who never wears jewelry. I don't know, but we'll talk about jewelry a lot in this episode. Um, I'm going to give this a very soft toot. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I wouldn't kick her out of bed. Audience, 68% toot, 32% boot. Next up, well, don't we love a gay affair? She is Ashley Madison. She is 25 years old, and she is from Melbourne, Victoria, in Australia. And Ashley has entered the race for the crush of the year. Oh, wowie, what a twink. We love twinks here, don't we? Says me, twink- not you. Yeah, so I don't know. My girlfriend can pass as a twink, but that's between like me and God and the gay coalition, whoever <laughs> they are. Um, that wig. Oh, we'll talk about it. 
Now, Ashley's going to tell us that her reputation on the Melbourne drag scene, well, she's ruffled feathers from time to time, but she says she's not going to be someone who walks in and is careful about her words. She says if she has to fight in tooth and nail, she will do it. She will give an homage to Sminty Drop as she will do that sad twerk in the doorway. Um, Love it, love it. Her look is by Bryn Costume, Hair by Wigs by Vanity, Jewels by Miss Madison 3D. Now, for those who follow along with the podcast from season two, there was a lot of mentions of Miss Madison 3D because this is Ashley Madison's business. She does uh, 3D printing of jewelry. Interesting. I do wish her entrance line had been something like the Ashley Madison logo. <laughs> what is that like? Because it's life is short, have an affair. Like, you probably would have been sued. Damn it. I don't know, like, life is short. Crown me your winner. Like, it's right. not quite pithy, but, like, she could have gotten there. I don't know. This so look I was... love the color. I love the color story. The Tiffany blue, pink, are beautiful together. It's a cat suit that may not be as tailored as, as it should be, especially with the material. I do think that most visually, the fun part of the look is the feather headpiece, which many thought was hair. Alas, it is not. She actually does have a blonde wig underneath. It's a very simple yet evocative look. It's one that you might wear when you're not too sure if there's a potential mini challenge coming your way. But yeah, it didn't fit. Not to mansplain to you about what a catsuit is and isn't, but catsuits don't have separate pants. And her pants were falling down. Fair, fair enough. So I think I think this is some sort of other horrific third thing. It's it's like fucked up like AI generated Malibu Barbie kind of. That's fair. Um, it is a gag to me that that is a feather headpiece. I'm being really mean, um, but the color scheme is gorgeous. And if it fit her, like this would have been a winner. Yeah, that's the big part. That's why I have to get a soft too, because at least the the image looked fine. The 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 execution not so much. I think I have. To, yeah, I think I'm with you there. But again, whatever happened to jewelry? Or wait, we can't Audience. really. She does have something because she clearly credited herself on her look. Uh <laughs> So two, 45% for the audience, 55% boots. Ashley in Hollywood will do that drag greeting. You know, like it's real, but you know also it's two bitches sussing each other out. It's like when dogs sniff each other's assholes a little Literally. bit. The first question Ashley will ask Hollywood is how she spells her name. And yes, she is giving you the non-American spelling as she added the U. And I will never understand. it. It's just like a British and Aussie thing. And they're just never going to understand why, why like we don't use it. Why? Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's a lie. It's not the fucking British. No, it's OU because like she would because she's a slut. Are you sure? That's how, okay. Whenever someone has would, W-O-U-L-D spelling in their name, I'm like, it's because you're a slut and you would, you know, like Hollywood go down you we'll know have to, we'll have to ask her we'll have to ask her because it is because we are the people who just don't ask the yeah the use and their things like favorite and color um those are those are the best of favor her. yeah we, we, and we, we and, to the you and then every time i pointed out and people are like no you have to it's like no we win we're american no I'm kidding 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 jokes friends but yeah, that was that was my yeah, very generous interpretation of what her name means Ashley will tell us that Hollywood has an interesting reputation because she's heard she's a bitch. She says that she's heard that there are some queens in Sydney that do not want to see her here because she's so fresh and new. So she's keen to see if she'll be a bitch. Only time will tell. 
as the two sit in silence, uh, yeah, you can tell that these two have opinions of each other already, and they're just waiting for someone to tell it to. And that's drag. Next up, the Latina is here. And please note that the caption says, speaking Spanish. Her Love name is Flor. She is 25 years old, representing New Zealand, as well as her culture, Guatemala. She likes to represent the strong Latina woman who is always on point. Speaking of on point, the fly. The way that fly interrupted her moment and then Flora trying to bat it away. Hilarious. Uh, also, where is pest control to rid these flies of the studio? Iconic. It, it's Australia. I think pest control is more involved than they can probably find. I think they film in New Zealand, unless they change, which is possible. Because um, I know the first two seasons they had to do um, New Zealand because of COVID restrictions. Because New Zealand was great. Oh, goodness. All right. Her look is by Misty Couture, hair by Lucina Wiggs. I like this in concept. The red and white is spicy. The hair is spicy. The stone shoes are spicy. I just don't love the angle in which the skirt goes as it does ride up a little too high. And I'm afraid with like one gust of wind, we're going to see the below me down there parts. Um, it does feel a little simple to the eye, but she is serving sexy and that's the goal. Yeah, I, it kind of feel like it doesn't know if it wants to be a, like a burlesque kind of leotard moment or if it wants to be like a full on dress. I also think the blending between the white and the red looks really strange and it's it's just i find it kind of odd um and i would have probably done a bigger earring mm -hmm. but she looks gorgeous yeah i'll give it a two yeah it's a two it's a two audience 54 percent to 46 percent boot the girls will once again do the half-hearted welcome as Hollywood tells Floor that she got the red memo, which I guess is a dig to Ashley. I don't know. Now, Floor will be our spicy confessional girl as she tells us that she thinks Ashley is fine, looks pretty, but she will be the one to point out that her pants are, in fact, falling down. Yeah. Next up, why didn't anyone wake me up? She is Ivory Glaze. She is 26 years old, and she is Sydney's premier cross-dressing giraffe. And she is also a contender for my crush of the year. But oh my God, what a cutie that I want to corrupt. But that t-shirt confessional straight out of the 90s kids section. That color-blocking confessional t-shirt. Oh my God. Sorry, I'm fully trying to remember, but I, I, yes, I see it in my mind's eye. She says if she had to pick one word to describe herself, she will say polished. She tells us that she likes head-to-toe cohesion. Same. I love that. That's why I critique Drag Race, because I like it, and I want it, and I don't get it most of the time. Her look is by Mercedes, hair by Ivory, jewels by Harlem Starlet. I'm not sure how this screams Ivory, but I kind of do love it. It's very silly. It's very campy. I think having the robe and the curlers and the hair all while having the Z's around her arms, very comedic. It does photograph much better than it films because the Z's do turn to ends. Um, I do appreciate the blue monochromatic uh -huh. storyline. Uh, very dreamlike. I love her paint. She has one of my absolute favorite mugs of the season. She is gorgeous. I also, I really like this look. I want to see the number that I know this look is for. Because I feel like this is for something really specific or was Probably. for like an Instagram photo shoot she wanted to do for forever. Um, I thought the stones on the end of the curlers were so cute. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I will say, did you see the flash of like her little nighty under the robe? I did a little bit. I didn't really get a chance to see it, but yeah, at least she had something on. Please welcome to the stage afterthought. Like that was like, (laughs) she was like, no one's going to see this. No one's going to see this. But other than that, this was so fucking good. Actually. I will give it a toot. It's a toot. Audience, 83% toot, 17% now ashley tries to lift her pants um ivory's going to tell us that she's gagged to see her as she says the boss is here she tells the girls that ashley is one of the only people to have booked her consistently ashley jokes that if she beats her she's fired so now to make things a bit more confusing ivory tells us that she's never met ashley in person so i have to assume this is all digital gigs i have no i because like i don't know maybe she was like the head producer sort of like a top-down situation and then like other people are like hosting the shows but that also doesn't sound quite right Right, because they're basically the same age and also i've uh, ivory's from sydney you have ashley from uh, melbourne and i'm going to be the complete ignorant american here for the longest time until this show I thought Sydney and Melbourne were very much like New York and LA where they are on opposite sides of the country. No, 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 Michael, you are very wrong. They are not. I mean, thank you for letting me know in such a lovely and calm way. Or wait, I mean, I I definitely, definitely knew that. Everyone knows that. Yeah, uh, that's why I love Drag Race from all these countries because I learned geography because I was I was even bad at geography for America. You asked me to put a, the 50 states together? No, no, no. The, the Midwest, it's all it's all the same. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm planning to move there and you're absolutely right. Now, the show is going to stir the pot as the producer will ask Ivory what her first impression of Ashley was. And she says, um and then we cut back into the workroom where she tells her to pull up her pants so ivory does have some opinions on her new friend ashley madison all right lesson up she's gonna forget her own entrance line we're going to reshoot and finally we get listen up assholes amel's here her name is amel and she is clearly not ready for camera as she will too forget what she is supposed to say in conventional and then she says she's 26 which is also not true because she forgets that she's actually 27 but at least she knows she's from sydney this whole segment knowing what's about to happen on the second watch is so sad but also i kind of love amel for it they did her so dirty with this i did love her entrance look Okay, okay. The look is by Diana Hole, hair by Laura Mazzucana. Oh my god, I just said that name out of out loud and now I love that name. Diana Hole. Well, yeah. Oh my god, that's really funny. Um, right? There's also Diana Fire, lest we forget, but that's I I know a Diana Car Fire and and every time I want to say, Can you just be Princess Diana Car Fire? Then everyone's like, no. That's a really good drag race two and one. Yeah, yeah, so great. Okay, um, let's talk about this look. I'm not so sure I get the look, and that might just be my own ignorance for the reference. I do like the hair. Pink and red usually go together, but the pink mini dress over the red cats are perplexing. I mean, I just would have rather her come out as Britney Spears um, because we know that that's Britney thing. For me, it's just not, I'm not getting it. So you 
liked it. So tell me, what did I not understand? Oh, um, I just think it's really well done. And I also think her face is so gorgeous. I think the red lip is really beautiful. And like, I just think it's clever wow, color later. blocking. I yeah. just think it's clever. It's clever color blocking. But I also understand if it's not your taste. Um, but no, I just think it's clever. Um, I also don't know if it's a reference, but I still like it. So who knows? What did you what did your audience think? I'm so curious. I'm, I'm going to go with a boot here. I think it's a toot. I was into it. The audience did not agree with you. 40% toot, 60% boot. It's hard to be oppressed. Hollywood tells us that Amel gives Black excellence as she's always in her beautiful twisty braids or something cool that represents their culture. Amel tells Hollywood that she's so happy she's there. And Flora's going to ask Amel why Amel and, she, and if she loves poppers. I mean, the answer is obviously yes. They are the best way to make friends. I cannot tell you my mom doesn't know i do this podcast um sorry i just needed to make sure um i cannot tell you how many brain cells i unintentionally lost my first year of doing drag because i realized <laughs> that poppers were a great way to make friends yeah they're great uh Flora's gonna tell us she doesn't do those things but i say sure jan next up i don't know about you girls but i think so from on she tells us that she is a very proud of her heritage as she is a mixture of Fijian, Indian, Maori, and European, and she's excited to showcase her drag. Her look is by Jen Jones, Hair Bolichino Wigs. First, I have to say she is one, has one of the most beautiful smiles and one of the most beautiful faces I've ever seen, like brings you joy. I like the outfit in theory, black and pink, brilliant pairing. The only worry is that skirt is way too high. It needed to drop down about three inches. Again, worried about that cooch reveal. And I really would have loved a long necklace because there is so much real estate on that chest. A lot of decolletage. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think this skirt is really nothing. Like, And what color was her shoe? I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. Let's see if I can find out. I don't know. I'm just like, what if there was more happening, like at all? I was never. I'm sure you're gonna get to her, uh, her famous spouse, but I'm surprised that her famous spouse didn't intervene more. Well, we're well, well yeah. All right. So um, I'm gonna give this look at you. It's a boot. I am sorry to say. Audience, 67% toot, 33% boot. Now, I don't know if this was a prompted question or not, but Hollywood will whisper, does anyone know who she is? And Flora has to be like, Anita Wiglet's partner. With the magic of editing, she is cut right over to the girls where Flora will ask her if she is, in, in fact, Anita's partner. And she'll clarify that they're married because she liked to end put a ring on it. For those who may have a short attention span, Anita Wiglet is the two-time Miss Congeniality from Drag Race Down Under Season 1 and Canada vs. the World, and she is one of the kindest humans in the world, as is Miss Drink. I have been chatting on screen for her. Um, as predicted in the preview podcast, the comparisons are out as Ivory Flat asks if she's nervous to be compared to Anita, and Ivana smartly says that they are different, so it'll be fine. Great answer. And then she says she'll make it to the end. Obviously. Don't say that to your new sisters. No. Also like, it's, also, like, your partner certainly didn't. Right. And I think that's what she was trying to joke, but it didn't come off as a joke. 
Um, but yeah, I think it, what's interesting is I don't know if this is fact or fiction or me just assuming, have to assume that she did get some assistance from Anita, but I think she probably was like, I want to do my own thing too. And that's all well and good, but this is a boot. To Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Anita had some issues as well. So maybe not getting all the advice from Anita is the best thing to do. Um, we all watched Canada vs. the World, and this would have filmed um, after that aired. So she would have had some insight onto what had happened on that. But um, I have a yeah. friend who does the most hilarious Anita Wiglet impression. Oh, yeah. I just, I just didn't think I should be in the bottom. I just didn't think it was fair. I was in the bottom this it. week. I just, I just didn't think I did that. She's so sweet, though. I love her. Um, okay, Hollywood and her ego will say that Spanky Jackson can win. So can Ivana. So can't underestimate her. Um, insulting two girlies at once. Wow. To be fair, Spanky Jackson did not wear tights. She is wearing tights. She didn't. She is more of a winner. That's, that's true. I'm sorry. That I just. I'm really. <laughs> I'm really constantly still up in arms over the tight thing. What is the one thing you got to do on Drag Race? Make Rue laugh. And what did Spanky Jackson do? Make Rue not wear tights. <laughs> All right. Next up, the goddess is here. She is Isis Avis Loren, and she is 33 from Narm, Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. And if you told me that she was the stoner IT guy coming to fix the internet, I would have believed you. Not with those curves. Not with that rack. No, I'm talking about um, the confessional look. Yeah, and for such a like, dr- for, so, so for such a dramatic feminine name, I'm like, really? <laughs> right. Okay, her look is by Isis, hair by Queen King Hair, jewels by Mark Bowen, stage jewels. Welcome what to jewels? Chromatica or Vroom Vroom Charlie XCX Realness. Either way, she's giving pop girly. I like this. It's really pretty, well constructed for an entrance look. Um, as I've said, black and pink are drag color combo that really does wrong. Straight blonde wig worked well for this look, though I would have liked a high pony, but I think she has a tiny head. Like it's small. So maybe that's why she goes with length, not volume. Overall, I thought this was smart and sexy to start yeah i don't know this looks like it could have been safe for the uh drag race rupaul racer katsu category on season 15 <laughs> that's fair like a, um but yeah i'm like this is, she is a woman who is wearing clothes good for her i will give it a two uh it's a nude. I'm sorry. Like th- this look is just so f- is so safe. Like so offensively safe. The audience would disagree with you hardcore. Ninety two percent toot, eight percent boot. Wow. No you one cares about the Chromatica world. Apparently, she's wearing the Chromatica boots. Apparently, that's a thing that happened. Oh, all I know Ashley... is I mean, Gaga's doing headache commercials now. Like she sure is. Um, Ashley will tell us that Isis is renowned across Australia for her reputation as an incredible performer. If Ashley tells you that she's intimidated, she must actually be the real deal. Isis heads over to the girls in her walking booths, where she reveals she's from Melbourne, to which Flora will point over to Ashley. Ashley will say that they know each other well as they've worked together many a time. 
Now it's time for Isis to tell us about Ashley's reputation. And her word is bitch. She says that she is known to vocalize her opinion without hesitation. Every drag scene has one of those. So, so Ashley employed Ivory. Ivory. And that's why and, I think it was digital drag. But Isis employed Ashley. No, I don't, Isis and Ashley worked together at, under someone who we'll meet in a little bit. Oh, this is so confusing. Go watch Drag Race Philippines. It gets even more confusing when all those connections come out. Oh, no. And we're going to have a little, little standoff. As Ashley says, she's excited to see Isis there, and Isis is excited to see her bitch. Floor notes that she senses some drama that they don't want to tell them about because the smart thing to do on Drag Race is save the drama so you don't get eliminated first. Isis will tell us that the competition brings out the best and worst of us, so she says, let's see what Ashley has to bring to the competition. Next up. Rita Bitch? No. Rita Menu. Her name is Rita Menu and she is 24 years old. She is known as the Dancing Diva of Hamilton, New Zealand, not the musical. Her look by <laughs> Lena Churcher. Hair by Lucina Wiggs. Jewels by Wigged Out. Uh, it, it's just, I, it's too simple. It's not very flattering. Two pink puff sleeves help make the chartreuse Leo feel special, but one pink panel tucked into the leotard on one leg makes it feel incomplete and feel like she ran out of material. There are so many clashing colors. I learned in my first design class in college, any combo of the shades green, brown, and pink are the worst collective pairings for your eye. And Rita is proving it. Then the hair being that weird marine green, it's classic. Um, hardcore hate it this is just not up to par for drag race this is also such a weird wig like it's not even it's kind of giving like shrek goes to the met gala yeah um i also like i don't know i think they're people america has a problem in the words of beyonce and you know what that problem is stoned wigs it's not it's, America, it's the world. It's like weird, gimmicky stone wigs in these shapes that don't make any fucking sense. Because Christoph Mecca started making those for Cam Hugh, and Cam Hugh gave them and let Nikki Doll have them, and Nikki Doll brought them to America, and now everyone wants to do stone wigs. Nikki Doll, you're so beautiful, but this is your fault. Honestly, it probably is Nikki Doll's fault. Um, but no, I we like Christoph Mecca is the one of the first people to do those kinds of wigs and they've been all over the place i mean he's done wigs for candy muse like he's gotten his work out there and that's uh, but great. i understand it like this one the <laughs> like, problem was it was a single strand in a way that you can it doesn't even show and like the, the shapes just don't make sense yeah it's a boot this look is a boot sorry my cats my cat is intruding <laughs> are you going to or are you going to boot I'm gonna boot it. I'm like, right. I'm upset about it. I need to walk away. I need to, I need to see five, five things I can see. Like that whole. The audience did not care for it. Seventeen percent to eighty-three percent boot. No also, the for... menu. Hold on. The menu needed to be bigger. We should have talked about that. The menu needed to have fucking something on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> when Floor anyway. said who, and I was like, who's that? We knew this was a storyline that was about to happen. Floor the Inquisitor will ask how long she's been doing drag, to which Rita confirms a whopping single year. Now, this is not shade, but Miss Glaze, if you're nasty, says that 
she thought she looked fierce with that mug and that hair and she's doing it right if it's only been a year and i was like you were probably told to say nice things and that's the best you could come up with the floor will point out that she's never worked with her and she doesn't want to Flora's going to look at Rita's menu and say that she's trying to find what she's serving, but she can't find it. The girls will laugh, but that's a read, baby. Yeah, like that's not, that could not possibly be anything else. No. All right, there better be a bar in this motherfucking place because mama needs a Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. Hey, it is Bumble Love. She is from Melbourne, Australia, and you can call her daddy, I'm sure. Um, wow, we got our elder stateswoman of this cast is she well known in the drag scene well yeah and if any of these bitches call her grandmother she'll kill him um i would not be surprised she will tell the camera to shoot up because she has lines then proceeds to show them her crack we love a naughty nanny oh my god her look is by bumpa hair by venus envy jewels and nails by shane dominic scally okay Again, it's sisterhood of this two short dress. The cooch, cooch, cooch was making about cameos here. There are just so many random assortment of embellishments that I can't quite figure out what to focus on. What I'm I looking have at learned, it right now. What like... I have learned is that this is an homage to the business she owns. So that may be the correlation because she owns her own drag cabaret in Melbourne. I think her mug is fine. The hair is cute. The garment is just a bit confusing she's got this beautiful necklace that you can't see because the bust line is covering it it's just not a cohesive look yeah i'm trying to figure out what these horrible little metal coffin things are yeah and like the bracelet and the like i know i said no one wears jewelry anymore but god not like this just wait because i'll uh, she's gonna have enough jewelry for everybody later on (laughs) uh this is a boot i am sorry bumpa yeah yeah i i i I am forced to to give this a boot as well audience 65 uh, 35 percent to 65 percent boot ashley will joke that she fell on the jewelry rack and took everything as she tells us that this is the gag it is her old boss and she happens to know isis too as they have done shows together ashley will credit her and say that she's been a big part of her career as they give a big hug she says she will give her props and say that she is a fabulous drag queen and likes to think that maybe she might be intimidated, but also says that from time to time, Bumpa is fucking delusional. That's part of the gig. Absolutely. Now, Ivory will tell Bumpa that she is very curious about her look and follows it up with, with why? Always those judgy twinks. They're the mean gays that live in West Hollywood. All right, next up. Smells like a fart in here. Her name is Gabriella Labucci. She is 31 from Ballarat, Victoria. She is going to be a star, a fan favorite, and this is how you make an impact on Drag Race. She says that Gabriella is a flaccid dickhead. She says she takes her drag incredibly serious, but also not seriously at all. She is here for a good time and a long time, hopefully. There are no designers on this look, which I really would like to know why Gabriella. It's the ugliest thing I have ever seen while be also being the campiest entrance look in the world. I am utterly confused, but hilariously curious. It's a crochet nightmare using whatever yarn shop had on sale. I will say the wig of all yarn, very fun. Um, I think there's a certain queen in New York City who would be pissed off. And she knows who she is. She knows what she wants to bring. She has a brand, whether this is a parody of an entrance look or not. She did the entrance look right for her. She made an impact. We are fucking talking about it. 
You took the words right out of my mouth. I wonder if this is the right mug for her face a little bit. She has a very long face. Yeah, um, but no, I th- I live. She was by far my standout from this episode because she has a fucking personality. Imagine that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I will say I will give it a boot because I think you could have done this a little better. But I I'm I live for it. I live for what she did. I, I I'm gonna toot it. I have. You to. should toot it. Audience a little confused though. Forty eight percent toot, fifty two percent boot. So there are some fans of Gabriella's entrance look. No one the girls will be like, what the fuck? What is this? Are they just not fans of whoopee cushions? Um, Gabriella will say hi to the girls and ask Hollywood her name, who says that the taste level is questionable. She will ask what this is. And Gabriella is like, what do you mean what this is? It's fashion. We love a sense of ironic humor. I mean, what's she going to say? Yeah, I wanted to wear something ugly. You're right. I should change. <laughs> no. She says the brief was make it ugly as possible, and she's done very well. Mission accomplished. Now, in the most adorable moment I have ever seen, Gabriella may or may not have made a cheeky little friendship bracelet for everyone. This is RuPaul's best friend race. And Gabriella, uh, if you do not make this as merch, missed opportunity. I want a friendship bracelet. Um, it, for me, just having seen what's going on with the fucking Taylor Swift Eras tour, it did. It did. <laughs> send me a little bit about that but also like that's adorable and flora if you don't want yours i'll take it i will gladly take it off your hands um yeah gabriella i'm telling you she is gonna be a star i hope so we we, i'm sorry i'm like so hateful toward the down under girls that's okay it just it happens now with no warning no alarm the door opens and rue is wearing a plaid sack and a faggy bow. Who dressed Rue? What the fuck is happening? She lost a bet with Raven. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rue congratulates them for making it to Drag Race Down Under as she has chosen each of them as they are overflowing with charisma. But this competition reveals who has the additional uniqueness, nerve, and talent to go all the way and snatch the crown. The last queen standing will go home with the talent, the title of Down Under's next drag superstar, a year's supply of cosmetics from Anastasia Beverly Hills, and a cash prize of $50,000. We love money. What would you do first if you had that kind of dough? Honestly, probably this is a very pageant answer. Um, I want to put together like the world's largest festival of AFAB drag artists. So I would want to so get world like, peace. yes, no, like me, Victoria Scone and Sigourney Beaver and Venus Envy, like all together and like a bunch of other AFAB artists and just like a huge like mega show. I think it would look in Cloverbush. Of course, headliner. You only. I don't know. I am such a Victoria Scone girl in my. Heart. I mean, she's a headliner too. Oh um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's my fifty thousand dollar dream, and also right? like I don't know, buy a really nice, get a, rent a really nice apartment. Oh my god, that would be amazing. To start the season right, they are going to celebrate the biggest part of the year, Mardi Gras Pride. For those who don't know, the this past Mardi Gras happened to be World Pride in Sydney. Uh, my friend from Australia really, really wanted me to go, and I said, I just went to DragCon uh, UK. I have no money left. 
Yeah, so is is Mardi Gras usually their prize? Correct. Correct. Okay. That fills in a lot of blanks. That's kind of just what I assumed. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. RuPaul doesn't really explain things very well. Because again, it's it's for their market, not necessarily for our market. We just happen to watch it because we have no lives. Oh, wait, that's just me. I'm sorry. Sorry for projecting. Sorry for projecting. For their first maxi challenge, they will entertain them with a traffic-stopping Mardi Gras float performance. They will each write their verse of a mashup to Rue songs, Super Queen and Sissy That Walk. Now, if you could pick one of those two songs to write a verse for, which would it be? I think Sissy That Walk because it hasn't been done before. I also think it's incredibly funny that we have reached a point where we are repeating and mashing up RuPaul songs. This is why RuPaul comes out with new albums every year now because they're trying to find more content. Listen, if you have Leland locked in a basement somewhere, just keep on making music. It's fine. It's all good. But is it? I don't think all of it is good, actually. (laughs) Listen... Leland did write a song for someone else recently that is really good, so um, I Trixie? do feel the rush. Oh, oh my God! I didn't know. Yeah, yeah he's one oh, of the writers wow. on. Oh, he in Troy Sivan. Um, apparently, Leland must be the bottom of the Troy Sivan top situation. Whatever. Um, bullshit. Bullshit. You win Vivian, some, bullshit. You lose some. All right, the queens are going to grab their suitcases. Oh wait, never mind. Uh, if they're gonna have to come up with their own choreography and this is their introduction to the world so don't fuck it up forgot because that's a big part of this plot line this entire fucking episode is this is their introduction okay now the queens grab their suitcases as they claim their stations what part of the workroom would you want to be in i'm trying to think what part of the classroom i usually enjoy being in i don't want to be anywhere near the staircase i don't want rupaul to jump scare me (laughs) i don't want to give him the chance I think I would want to be in the section right near the entrance because your stuff is always going to be seen every time you walk through the workroom doors. You're absolutely right. Ivana will strip for the camera as Ashley is undressed by Hollywood. We love sisterhood. Yay, sisterhood, sisterhood. And it's time to set up the mean girl corner as Floor and Isis will watch the girls get undressed as they will suss out their competition. Isis will ask Floor who her biggest competition is. She will say, not Ashley, um, who found the nail she lost earlier in her corset, but will name Hollywood, who Isis thinks is holding her cards close to her chest. Now, Floor will come in and be like, so who do you think is going to be the bottom? Girl, there's no content yet. Hold on. How do you make a guess? I suppose first opinions. And Isis says, judging by the energy, it will be Rita as she's a little green. But then Flora's like, Rita's only been doing drag a year. And Flora points out, yeah, so is Hollywood. It's all about presentation. I mean, I just, the delusion. It's all such fun delusion. Yeah. Emil hugs Hollywood as she is so happy to have a black sister in the house. Drag Race Down Under did so well casting them together and ruins it in one single episode. But we'll get to it. Amel says that seeing Hollywood makes her heart full as there aren't many Black queens in Sydney, so to have two in the same room at the same time is absolutely beyond. And now they're going to discuss trade. Amel thinks once Floor takes off the face, she thinks she'll be gorgeous, and Hollywood will not sign off on that. Now, obviously, I've already said who I think the trade is, um, my two girls. 
would you throw out a name for trade? I personally am attracted to the gentle and weird energy of Gabriella Labucci. I knew you would be. I knew it. You like the weirdo. I uh, look, I, I have a brand to protect. Um, no, I'm like, I'm into Gabriella if I had to be into anyone. Um, but I, I, the level of drag race um, checklisting that happened in this episode, like, who's the trade? Who's going home first? Like, oh my God. I, it's first episode energy. Now, with the girls out of drag and the stations filled with drag, it's time to get to the nitty-gritty of the challenge and write those verses. Gabriella will ask Ashley what she is thinking about writing for her verse. And Ashley, who is wearing a wild leopard print blazer, says it's the first introduction, so she wants to be clear who she is. But because it's Mardi Gras-themed, do you make it pride-based? Ashley thinks this is the biggest first challenge in Drag Race Down Under history, and this will be their first chance to present themselves, so they have to encompass everything that they are in a really short verse. And that's a challenge, ain't it? Because you basically got four lines to do it. These were some of the shortest verses the, we have ever had. Yeah. This was like Drag Race Season 15 tie-dye runway short. <laughs> I Well, speaking of, you're going to get a 90-minute version of that soon. I I'm looking forward. I am looking forward to it. I don't look forward to them not making any royalties. Listeners, you all can watch it for me because I do not have the time to go back and watch 90 minutes of a show I already watched. I can't imagine. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I really want to see my friends, but I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. What if we, what if there's still no Robin? Are we all prepared to live in that very likely outcome that there's still no Robin fear? I'm just excited that uh, Poppy's going to get an actual episode for an elimination. Right? So excited. Okay, so Ivory will take a risk as she wanted to make her verse pride-based. She wants to tell people that you can take a chance and be authentically you. At this moment in time, she will tell us that she is so excited about this challenge. She likes writing lyrics and thinks she can really do well in it. And then we get a shady edit as Flora asks her for the lyrics. And she says, taking up space for the Asians in the race, stand up high just like a star, live your truth and you'll go far. They're fine. They worked. I think they were satisfactory. If I told an AI to put out a drag race verse, it would probably be something similar to that. <laughs> no, because it wouldn't say Asians because we don't have that many on the show unless you're drag race Philippines. Um, that's a whole different story. Flora's not impressed. Ivory says that this is kind of her experience at the same time. And Flora reminds her that RuPaul said it the first time that the world is going to see you and get to know you. And now Ivory's pressed like a panini. Flora thinks that one of the most important things about this challenge is to show your brand and your experience can come later. Femme the Violet, do you agree? I just hate this challenge. I don't agree with Flora. I, I, yeah, I, like, look who, never mind. I don't want to spoil who was on top, but like, I, there's no rhyme or reason to these things. Just do a good job and tell everyone who you are. I also feel like, hot take, most of the time, who you are is pretty pride themed. If you are, I don't know, a drag performer? Isn't that crazy? Literally. Now, Holly shares her lyrics. Welcome to the land down under, Hollywood coming in like thunder. If you want to see a star, then stop where you are because you just met the ninth world wonder. Okay, first off, 
Is no one going to tell her that there are only seven world wonders? Unless you're counting Kimberly Locke's song, Eighth World Wonder, the girl is dumb. If she was counting that song, though, that's pretty genius. I'm like, we, we, it's kind of a Schrodinger's box situation. Like, either she knows the reference and she's really smart, or she has no idea and she sort of just went for it. But, like, I, I like to think she's smart. She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. But she said it with so much confidence. It's like, okay, stop. Time out, time out. Seven. There's only seven. This really irks me. I don't know why it irked me so much, but um, it happened. It happened. That being said, everything else about her lyrics, very good. And good rhythm and good meter. It's almost like she's a musical theater girly. Guess what? She is. <gasps> oh my goodness. She, no, she's toured in Book of Mormon. She's toured in Kinky Boots. She, she's oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's shit. What, does she not give you theater queen energy? You know it. She does. She does. She does. I think, <laughs> honestly, that puts a lot of pieces together. Yeah. Well, now Ivory will think about rewriting as she wants to make it branded and about herself. And Flora is like, at least use your fucking name, girl. Okay, that she's right about. Go back to the, the annals of Drag Race. The songs that have most success are usually the verses that include your name. Read you, wrote you. That's, that's where it all started. Just go back to that one. Every single one had it. And we remember it. We remember it. It's funny you mentioned that because I've been strongly considering doing my yearly rewatch of All Stars 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's visit Rita to see how she's going. She says her idea is playing on the name Rita Menu. How brilliant and obvious. She will use food puns like serving and spicy. Ashley will, in her head, think she's kind and helpful, but her tone says otherwise as she's like, is that showing the judges who you are? Ashley, I know you are trying to be nice, but we got, we got, we're going to work on tone. We're going to work on tone because I know there's a heart in there somewhere. If she gets that far, yes, we will work on tone. Rita says she can sing, but she wants to rap as she can throw out better rhymes here and there. Uh, so what rhymes with menu? Well, Ashley thinks that if her menu is anything to go by, she's serving them nothing. She might be intimidated. And this part of the episode, I was like, oh my God, Rita's gone. Rita's, Rita's out of this competition. And we're going to get to why I definitely thought that. Also, I didn't agree. we... Didn't we all listen to Be Our Guest? Da-da-da-da, menu, take a glass of... Come on! Hey, bitches, it's Rita Menu. Take a shot of my pussy and then you'll be transfixed. Listen. Oh. I say it on the podcast all the time. If you are ever planning to be on Drag Race, part of your homework is writing down lyrics before you walk into that workroom. Know what words rhyme with other words. Part of the game, part of the game. In fact, I'm, I even started writing lyrics if I were ever on Drag Race, even though I'm not even a fucking drag queen, but I do have a drag name that no one's going to know because it's really good. Taking up valuable uh, suitcase space on the way to Drag Race with a rhyming dictionary. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Ivory gets a visit from Gabriella, who tells her she's struggling a little bit as she's trying to make hers more personal. And let's hear round two from Ivory. And when I tell you she sounded like a little puppy who just got kicked a few times, she sounded so sad, saying, Ivory glaze shone like a star when I live my truth. I've gone so far, taking up space for the Asians in the race fashion chick dream a bit to see it on the ship. Gabriella tells her she will have a mouthful, and honestly, it won't be her first time, and it won't be her last time. Waka Gabriella, waka. 
is worried that Ivory might not do well as it's a bit wordy, but says if she's confident, she can sell it. She just needs to deliver. Now, listen, as an award-winning lyricist who has been known to give um, wordy lyrics out there, it is possible. You can do it. I think you're able to do it. So what Ivory wrote here again, it worked. You just got to dream it. Believe it. I felt for Ivory here. Um, I did too. It's also, it's very risky to end with I'm the shit. If everything before it, you very much were not the shit. Correct. Correct. Ivory says that in this moment, she is freaking out and made her doubt her gut and instinct. And she started to think, why is she there? Why was she chosen? Um, Because you're a good drag artist and you're very cute. The girls are going to get their first chance to see the main stage with the lights off. Um, didn't they, did they not have a budget to make it look fabulous? Or is they, they only they fabulous couldn't, there? They couldn't pay for the lighting designers that day. That was their crew day off. Well, all 10 of the girls have no idea what they're doing. So who's a choreographer? Silence. Now, we've seen moments on Drag Race in the past where people have volunteered and then chaos. And then other people will just be like, no, I don't want to do it. I'm really good at this, but I don't want to show my cards yet. What would you do in this situation? So as a proud mover, as a proud representative of the mover community, if I could tell that we weren't much of a hardcore dance group, I'd probably give us like moving choreography. Fair. I have. I will say I choreographed multiple numbers in Trek Junior, and they look pretty damn good. I, I can't wait to see the photographs. God. Um. And I did Zero to Hero for a Pride event, and that was a group number. And I did like a good half of the choreography and it was a lot of arms. Love it. So I am a strong mover. Ivana will offer to do it as no one else wants to do it. She will ask the group what their levels of dancing are. And it's Amel who will be like, thumbs down. No bueno. She is not a dancer. She has danced. Me too at a club. That's what I do. That's my dancing experience. I have rhythm. I will say that. I do have good rhythm. Um, Ivana will start off and ask if they're comfortable with a box step. I can do a box step. Oh, same. And then our sweet giraffe Ivory is like, will you show me what that is? And um, Ivana, step aside. I will show Ivana how to, you know, box step. Ivory, come on, uh, let's do it. Um, Ivory will give the girl, Ivana will give the girl some choreo for Super Queen. Very simple. And Flora is feeling like Ivana is bringing a lot of old steps. And she wants something more than that. To be fair, they were told this is a float performance i don't know how many full-out dance choreography routines you've seen on a float um it's probably zero because the fucking thing is moving and there are too many people on a float you will fall off and die keep it simple stupid yeah this isn't even this isn't disneyland no 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 um we will now have isis step in and try to add a bit more and this will be you go there you move there edition of teaching choreography this was the disaster part because no Which one is, understood look as someone who's dealing with kids right now these kids didn't know what swaying was because <gasps> i was like stop swaying and they're like i don't know what swaying was. and i was like so, like, if you don't, you never know where someone's, like, vocabulary is at in their head. Right. Gabriella is so confused. She was confused with Ivana. She is, and now she's absorbing nothing that Isis is saying. 
And this was a hilarious moment to watch. It was a complete dumpster fire. And Amel has feeling um, she's got nothing here. This was a great editing moment. Made these girls look like fools. But Isis senses that Gabriella is struggling as well as Ivory and Amel. Amel is dazed and confused. Ivory's glazed and confused. And Gabriella's just confused. Whatever producer helped to write that, brilliant. Good job. Very good. Welcome to RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Now, in a drag race first, we're going to zoom out of the choreography session as Miss Ivory Glaze takes a moment in the workroom alone. She is spiraling out. The little inkling of doubt tipped the scales. Isis will come chat with her as Ivory starts crying. She doesn't want to go home already, and we're going to need a little sisterly hug. Ivory says she feels the pressure to do well, as when she was younger, she did a lot to be the perfect child. She was consistent, constantly trying to meet those goals. She says... It was never congratulations, you did it. It was, but why haven't you done this as well? She's feeling like, why is she here? And we're going to see some photos of her as a child. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm, this might be one of those, you know, um, dragon mother situations. I think that's what she was alluding to. Maybe. So to be quite honest, um, I... <sighs> I don't want to say that, like, I don't care about when the queens cry, but I was like, oh, okay. Like, I could tell it was a lot of pressure on her twinky little shoulders. Poor thing. Poor thing. Isis tells her that she's there. She's already made it, and she's an amazing queen. Ivory says that her relationship with her parents is interesting, as her mom knows she does drag, but her dad has no clue. Her mom wasn't supportive, as she told her not to tell her dad, and then pretended it didn't exist anymore. Isis tells her it's her time to shine and Ivory just needs to prove it to herself more than anyone else. Ivory knows that there is a lot riding on this competition and how she does. Obviously, she's not, Ivory's not the first and only queen who's had parents not know they do drag. Um, but you could tell that the show wants to discuss this storyline a lot. Because they're worried she's not doing well, so this is their only chance. Yeah. It's the day of our first elimination. How is everyone feeling? Well, Amel is eh. She's stressed as hell, wants to get her makeup on and get on the main stage. Ivory will tell the group that she was not in a good place. So Ashley will ask if there was anything specific that knocked her out of place. Once again, Ashley coming in, trying to be kind, but ends up stirring the pot, as Ivory will say, it was her lyrics. She says that she was happy with her lyrics until Flora and Holly came and said it wasn't going to be the tea. And then Gabriella coming in sent her. Gabriella says that she was trying to be helpful while Hollywood star thinks that Ivory is a bit delusional. She believes that what her and Flora said was constructive criticism. And also, she don't have time for this. She don't care. She has tunnel vision. Okay, we're really starting to set up some dynamics in this workroom, aren't we? If only they weren't also fucking interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Bumpa, who was silent this entire episode up until now, tells Ivory... Was she silent or was she silenced? I don't know. She tells Ivory that they're there for her and Ivory's feeling better. She has slept on it and is feeling much better. She's ready to take on the challenge. So Gabrielle is hoping that the late night choreography paid off and they can't fuck shit up. The girls are going to get in the face and Miss Star is pressed as she felt she was giving friendly advice. Floor says same. She thought she was helping her, and if you get into your head, it's not her problem. Are Floor and Hollywood the mean girls of the season? The way they paint, maybe. <laughs> 
Once again, Flores, on this, if you can't say who you are or what you represent or what your brand is, it's because you're not ready or you don't know who you are. Again, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, and also isn't like one of the best parts of Drag Race like watching someone figure out who they are? Absolutely. Um, let's put a pin on that for now, right now. Isis is going to ask who's been to Mardi Gras and who has marched in Pride. Ashley has marched as well as Amel. It was Ashley's first Mardi Gras she went to and experienced uh, walking down the road with thousands and thousands of people. She could have cried as it was so heartwarming. And Amel says it makes you think of how much has changed because it wasn't always like that. Ivana then says that when they were there walking around Sydney, some guy pulled over and yelled faggots out his window during World Pride with rainbow stuff and everyone around. Um, so I'm assuming that was pre-filming probably her and uh, Anita this happened to him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ashley notes that even though we've come so far, there's so much work to do. She says as much as they take over Sydney for Mardi Gras for the period of time, it doesn't mean that they're always safe. Now, Bumpa is going to have something important to say. She will share that you have to think about Aboriginal people because they don't have the visual impact with thousands upon thousands of people being proud because in this country, in their country, their poor sisters and brothers and everyone else are committing suicide. I do want to make a note for those who have the captions on. It didn't say Aboriginal. It said regional. So they didn't capture it quite properly, but she was talking about Aboriginal people because this is down under. Um, and what Pampa says, why are we not hearing more about this? This is a plot line that we all need to hear. The Aboriginal it's, people. It's not a plot line. It's like, it's a real thing. And I think like, I don't understand why Drag Race Down Under is so terrified to have like important conversations. I, I don't know. I'm 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 hoping she will have a conversation about it. Um because again, as someone who is, she she has um a lot to say and I'm excited to hear it. But let's be real. I, I don't I don't think Bump is gonna leave us for a while. I, I have a feeling she's gonna make Rue laugh. I hope not. I hope not, but I'm also worried she's gonna get Joe Blacked a little bit. Oh god, that's possible. So Isis will note that there are people who ask, why do they have pride? Why do they need it if as they're safe? But that's not the case everywhere in the world. And she says there needs to be safe spaces everywhere. And it's true. Absolutely. I also like, yes, the corporate pride environment of world pride is like important and welcoming, but also like capitalism can never lead to queer liberation. So maybe we shouldn't be so surprised. I don't know. We will take a pause from our political mirror talk as Gabriella wants to check in with Ivory. Gabriella wants to talk to Ivory because her heart hurt and she wants to make sure that she knew that her intentions were good and went wants her to do well. They will go have a chat where Gabriella feels guilty for her being in her head and she tells her she would feel awful if she was the thing that sent her home. Uh, okay, so Gabriella thinks that Ivory is going. Eek. Ivory knew it wasn't personal or a direct attack. It just got her thinking of the inner saboteur stuff. And the way she said it, it was like, either you mock it the way that I do on the podcast, or it's become a full lampoon of itself. Yeah, yeah. They're totally fine. They're going to hug it out. And please notice that the editors did a whoopee cushion sound effect when they squeezed. It's because they like her. It's because they like her. They do. 
of course, we need to set up some discourse as Flora and Hollywood will be conspiring in the corner watching this conversation go down. They know that Gabrielle is saying sorry, but Flora claims she has nothing to say sorry about. Um, this is probably not the kind of girl you want to keep key backstage with, is it? Yeah, I, I would. Now Hollywood will ask who Flora thinks will be in the bottom, and Flora's like, let's say it at the same time together. And they say, Ivory. Uh, they are not keen on this girl. They do not like her. Mean Girls Unlocked. Are they mean or is Ivory uh, not having a good showing? I don't know. And that's what I can't figure out because I have a little more sympathy than to Ivory than I do to the other two. But I feel like there are people who really like the other two a lot and think that Ivory is just not cutting it. So that's what's really fascinating about this episode as I said uh, before we started, I've had people say it was the best episode they've seen and people say it was terrible. And I think it's because of how you react to certain things that are happening on the show. And there certainly are so many things happening. That's true. Let's bring it to the runway. Mother has arrived and Rue is giving us a white dress with flowers and feathers. I thought it was cute. I dug it. I thought it was really cute. I needed so much more. Oh, oh, absolutely. But it was cute. It was, it was, she has 7,000 dresses and she can only wear them once. Those poor cold orphans. Our panel includes the one and only Michelle Visage, Reese Nicholson, who has to tell me where he got that blazer because it has my color and I loved it. And Diva Mahal, Rue's buddy. Are you familiar with her work? No, I am not. Well, I looked up her Wikipedia page and I learned a lot of nothing of note as to who she is, why she was on Drag Race Down Under. Maybe she's an Australasian icon. Someone please tell me. But she, she's American. I didn't get it. I don't know. She seemed nice. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. All I'm going to say is, where's Kylie? Well, they got that video shout out from her. No, 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 no. She did come out with an art, uh, an interview the other day uh, saying that she's tried to be do Drag Race, but the timing has not worked out. She wants to be live in person on Drag Race. I think that one she was mentioning was the U.S. version. But listen, put her on the British version, put her on the Down Under, put her on um, American. I'll take Kylie every fucking day of the week. It's true. Especially also, after Padampas, like people are going to be so excited to see her again. Listeners, if you have money and you want to give it to me so I can go see Kylie in Vegas, I will go and report back. Thank you. I love Kylie so much. We're going to start our chat with our music challenge. Are you ready to begin discussing Super Queen, Sissy That Walk mashup extraordinaire? We're calling it music. That's what yeah. we call music. First off, this set, I love how they transformed the main stage, gave us full pride fantasy and the queens are really going to give you their best rainbow mardi gras outfit so many birds were murdered for this number it's a travesty it's really a travesty we will start with our divas starting with super queen hollywood goes and she is a star she's got that musical theater background and it showed her look though I'm not sure what the prompt was, but I wanted it to be more in the Mardi Gras fantasy. Instead, we got a Wish.com version of Jimbo's motorcycle look. Oh, it's supposed to be the Mugler car corset, but I don't love that look to begin with. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Minnie Cooper do it. We've seen Jimbo do it. 
Girl, yeah. Both of those have aired already. You didn't have to do it again. Her verse was great. She was on point. Very good first impression in the performance factory. Personality, um, I'm still iffy on her, but I think Hollywood is going to be a big player this season. I hope so. She really, she really demolished it. And like, mean or not, the bitch has confidence. Absolutely. Bumble Love gave me my Priscilla fantasy in a pride flag overload. This was classic drag for Australia, and I was so happy to see it. Her performance was a bit reserved, but she did well. And again, it wasn't a branding verse. Nope. That's crazy, huh? Gabriella Labucci. What a magnet of silly. G-A-B-R. It's too long to spell. Brilliant lyric. The face, the fairy costume. Tell me that's not a homosexual. <laughs> they were like, I didn't love your look in the challenge. I'm like, well, you have no sense of camp or fun. It was so fun. Ivana gave you the Mardi Gras look. There were so many feathers in that backpack, but then you saw the Leo. I was like, I need more. Give me like more embellishments. Give me stones. Give me something to match the energy of that backpack. The lyrics again, fine. She did the job, but it wasn't up to the level of like Gabriella or Hollywood. I, I feel like with her and Anita, there's just a fundamental taste level problem. Sure. It's very, very Australian camp. But it's not in polished in or like... New Zealand camp, too. No, I get it. I hear you. Ashley Madison and Tiffany Blue was beautiful. But we'll get to Nipplegate in a bit. I love that she starts off with, it's Ashley coming at you in 3D. Again, going back to her business. So literally branding. Uh, it's a nod to it. I get the sense that she was also screaming at us. So whoever helped recording with her did not guide her well because it was it was screaming. It was not rapping. It was screaming. I also, with the 3D, I thought that was a boob reference, like triple Ds. Maybe, maybe. That was personally, that's what I got from it, but I don't know. And then she fell flat. It was not great. If you can't sing or rap, uh, take lessons now, kids, if you want to be on the show. The challenge is a staple. Everyone is going to have to sing and dance at some point. Now, our super queen choreo was very simple, but again, if you're supposed to evoke the idea of being on a flow, I got the story. It was it worked for what it was. Let's move on to Sissy That Walk. And we start with the movement of the girls from the top to the bottom, and we get this lovely shot of Amel not knowing a single word. And when I say single word, the single word was fly. She could not say the word fly from Sissy That Walk. She didn't know it. Is walking and lip syncing hard? To do it at the same time. Depends on the shoes and on the um, structural integrity of the stairs that you may or may not be going down. That's fair. But That's fair. if you're on TV, <laughs> Floor had power. She was spicy. But for a girl knocking another girl down, her lyrics, what? Her branding was about being Latina? I guess. Her look, that was great. Love the orange and reds. Amel. I thought she did well. Her lyrics were good. But we're going to talk about her face. You know how I said we we're going to talk about her face earlier? Let's talk about her face. There was so much glitter. Like, when I want to apply glitter and I fuck it up and there's literally every inch of my face covered with glitter, that's what it looked like. Is that a choice or is that an oopsie? I think it's a choice. I also feel like they... I I saw this in her entrance. Like, I think she might use, like, a really fine glitter spray. Okay. 
like I, I'm purely just like this is purely conjecture, but like I feel like she uses some kind of like fine glitter spray. It's possible because obviously, like we know how drag race works. They do this challenge, they have to go get dressed for the next one. And most of the time you're keeping the base face on and then adjusting here and there. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting to see her with all of that uh glitter on her face. And confusion. Yeah, well, there's that. Read a menu or a comforter as a look. What the hell was that amoeba? Did she have a reveal? I don't know. And that wig. Oh my God, volume, baby. I wanted to roll her down the runway like a bowling ball. That's so mean. Um, but she looked, she was a ball. She literally was a big circle. Oh, I don't know. What was the prompt that everyone got showgirl and you got like aluminum foil ball? It was so strange. Um, her lyrics were met at best. I couldn't tell you anything, I fear. Isis looked like a superstar in red and gold showgirl fantasy, but I just felt like she lacked energy in performance. Like it was very five out of 10. It was like very like, I'm not there quite yet. Ivory glazed looked beautiful. We got that Priscilla foam wig. She was screaming trans pride with the look. And then she didn't nail her own lyrics. Uh, You could tell she was in her head. But it was the way that Reese's reaction shot got me. I cackled. Have you um, seen that? Have you seen that audio going around on TikTok of that kid with the Nemo puppet singing about how he misses his dad? Of course I have. I've had many people send it to me. Um, that was kind of the energy she was giving me. Yeah. This group was way worse than the first group. I don't know. I just think this challenge was fun and appropriate for the time in Australia, New Zealand. I just wish it was a bit stronger. It was satisfactory. Maybe, I don't know, take a page out of Drag Race France too and say, here, take an entire full day to learn your um, number and you'll get one of the best ruse goals in the history of the show. Yeah, I just don't feel like I really walked away with any new information. I agree. Well, let's walk away into the world of the runway. Category is somewhere under the rainbow. In honor of the category, we're going to play Friend of Dorothy or Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead. That's really funny. Thank you. I'm a writer. <laughs> All right. I used to save us, Loren. No designers listed. Off the bat, this challenge had rules, but also didn't have rules. So just to say it, um, we're going to talk about the looks. I don't know if it was supposed to be rainbow. I don't know if it was supposed to be color. I don't know what they were told, but no one got the same prompt. This is going to sound really bad, but I feel like the prompt, never mind. I felt a little bit like the prompt had something to do with like, because a lot of people talked about AIDS and I was almost wondering if like the prompt had something to do with that. I feel like it was Rainbow Pride or something. And and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I would but love to know. But there was also so much black. So I feel like it might have had something to do with like lo- like queer life and death. I don't know. So as far as this Katsu goes, beautiful, elevated, really colorful. I think having just done like a pant and top moment and a Katsu as an entrance look, it didn't impact me as much as I wanted to. What I did like was the hair. The colors are beautiful. I wanted it to be like triple the size without me being very selfish. And again, the pink triangle on the cape was a very nice and important moment to discuss. It was really pretty. It was so pretty. 
but it wasn't exciting or new or yeah i'm going to give it a friend of dorothy uh, i think i think it in the words of katya ding dong audience 90 percent friend of dorothy 10 percent ding dong the witch is dead what is wrong with you people? Next up, I want to drink. No designers listed. This didn't feel pride to me, but it was colorful. So if it was on a flow, it would have passed. That being said, when she admitted she retrofitted the outfit to fit the category, brilliant, hilarious. That's the tea I need because I call out bitches all the time for that. And I'm glad she actually admitted to it. Now, again, going with the structural rainbow hair was a smart way to go. This did give me alien. The polka dots were a fun way to poke fun at the outfit. Um, it did work well with the sparkle of the fabric to give it an extra shine. But overall, I feel like it was, it was safe. Nothing special. You're not going to remember it after next week. And if it's like an alien or monster thing, like go all the way, Diva. Yeah. I'm going to go with a safe, soft friend of Dorothy. I think it's a ding dong, I fear. Guess what? The audience is both our sides. 50% friend of Dorothy, 50% ding dong, which is dead. Wow, right down the middle. Ammo, no designers listed. Oof. Okay, again, I want to talk about the makeup. Again, glitter, but more importantly, I wish she would give us a little more depth with her makeup, play with contour and highlight, shape the face a little bit more. But for me, the worst option was doing a black lip. It just... That, that is just what oof, I was going to say. Oof. She I doesn't... Like, yeah, go ahead. She doesn't use enough white around the eye, so it all yeah. just kind of sinks. I like the saying on the dress of lifetimes are not what they used to be. It's a great message. The garment just felt like it was a bit tacky. It was not the ticket for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think so. Michelle says she was so nervous that she was looking everywhere to find reassurance when really the truth is she would have been just fine. Reese says she went to a place where it looked like she was thinking a couple steps ahead the whole time. He says her name was Amel. Loosen up. Rue says that she has great style and great look. The thing that was missing is the performance star quality. She says it's something she has to figure out um, as she's on the world's biggest stage. And this is her opportunity. Why is she freezing up? Emma will say that in a nutshell, she just maybe doesn't trust herself as much as she should. And then you got the classic. Okay, thank you. Uh, Rue was over it. She was done. What is Emma's name supposed to be a play on? I think it's supposed to be Poppers. It's the first part of what the... Amelia Nitrate? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Say less. Okay. That does make more sense. Um, yeah, I I wanted so much more for her. I really did. I will give this look a ding dong, which is dead. Yeah. I also, I'm so over dresses with words on them. If I see another fucking dress that says drag is not a crime. How, okay. Hear about how, how about you make a dress that has um, your Venmo on it? Would you wear that? Yes, because I think that's clever. Sergine <laughs> um, at DragCon LA two, last year, um, l- literally all over her dress was the QR code for all of her socials. And that's great. And I think that there's a really clever way to do that. But I think just putting a phrase like I agree. on the front of it's, a garment. It's very Victor and Rolf. Oh my God, that's so mean. I love it. Um, I'm going to go dig down the witch's dead ding dong ding dong mama ding dong the audience 38 percent friend of dorothy 62 percent ding dong which is dead ashley madison look by andrew goldberg hair by hats by hunty jewels by miss madison 3d 
Vivian Westwood Eleganza and Drag Race groundbreaking. I think this is a stretch for a runway for Rainbow Inspired, simply how it's designed. But hey, she did what she did. I think the hair is a bit too frazzled. I wish it had a little more sculpture to it. Ashley is really giving a different silhouette, and I appreciate that because at least she won't be tormented for relying on the body all season long. Why no necklace? Please give me one. Um, but overall, I think it's 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 a safe look. It's a very safe look. If it had been something with hanky code, that would have been interesting, but it's sure. not. That wig looks like she got struck by lightning. Yes, it, it like needed some structure. Like she's in a cartoon and got struck by lightning. That is crazy. Also, like if you're going to do Rainbow Pride, like why not a purple? Why not a like? Yeah, I and like the the like the leg of mutton sleeve doesn't really work here either. This is this is such a ding dong. The witch is dead. Which sucks. I love Vivian Westwood inspired shit. Michelle says the biggest sin she committed was every time she raised her arm, her nipples popped out. She says she looks amazing, but the same crime was committed. That's a big red X. Bree says that besides her titties hanging out, she was in it. Rue will say that she knows that she was asked if she wanted to put on pasties and she declined. Why? Ashley says that she thought if she put her arms up lower than they would, then they wouldn't come out. And Rue tells her that sometimes the universe has stage directions. When the stage directions say, would you like to do something about your nipples? That was your opportunity to go, yes, I would. Can we talk about the nipple gate here? It's happened before with other queens. Yeah. Is Rue just tired of it? I don't know. I don't know why they're they're doing her so dirty. Like if she wouldn't say that to Aquaria. No. Absolutely not. So I thought it was a really weird critique here. It's almost like they're grasping at straws to put her in the bottom. It was very, very weird. Is there someone else you would have put in the bottom? Girl. Oh. We we're about to hit that. Oh, um, lovely. This look, I will give a very soft friend of Dorothy. I've been really mean. I, I think this is a friend of Dorothy, I guess. Audience, 65% friend of Dorothy, 35% ding dong, the witch is dead. Read a menu. No designers listed. Boot. This is Drag Race. There has been 525,000. 600 seasons by this point you have to know this is unacceptable as a runway it is a leotard with a piece of fabric those tights are leaning toward gray and that's all i can say this was abysmal i also like don't think that that's the colors for the M- for the men loving men pride no I- it's not i don't know what she was doing here the hair is nice yeah yeah, this is a ding dong. This this is real bad. The audience. Zero percent friend of Dorothy. One hundred percent ding dong. The witch is dead. Does that happen a lot? Only when it's this bad. Um. So there's why. There's who I would have put in the bottom. But again, we will have that discussion shortly. Bubble love. Notice the designers listed. Again, I can't quite grasp how Peacock Eleganza is serving this category, but hey, we've learned earlier she's delusional. I think as far as the garment, it does look well-crafted. It's very pretty, but the styling, it's quite aging on her. She looks like a matron of a saloon. I always say, wear a necklace. Well, Bumpa, go give your sissy some of yours because you got too many on right now. It was very busy on top. Like, Also, maybe cut the jacket. I don't know. There's, there was a lot going on here. It was really bottom heavy and made her look really stocky. Like, I know she has like a pretty little waist, 
Yeah. Um, this was this was insane. This was an insane look. And that mm. hair just was so odd. Yeah, I didn't get it. Uh, Ding dong glitch is dead. Ding dong. Audience, 48% friend of Dorothy, 52% Ding Dong, which is dead. Gabriella Labucci, look by Mark Blake, hair by Brenda Blessed. I, this was so sweet and precious and royal and, you know, gave me Barbie vibes. So we know what the inspo was. I love that she is giving you this stunning silhouette, these vibrant colors, all glistening in glitter. What I want her to never do again is wear that heavy rooted wig. Oh my God. Just wear a blonde updo. It would have been brilliant. It works on some people. The roots work on some people, I will say. Not her. Not her. Not that tiny little head. No, this was cute. This gave me very Carol Burnett show, actually. Oh, yeah. I, I could see I, her doing Carol Burnett. Ooh. I, snatch game, anyone? I can't fucking wait to see her snatch game. Yeah. Michelle actually really enjoyed her performance. She says she was present and had a point of view and loved the sense of self and sense of confidence. Diva says that she thinks the outfit could have been stepped up a little bit more, but loved her energy. Rose says it was soon as she hit the stage, it was the stupid look like, what is she thinking? Rue will ask her where she gets her sense of wacky style. Gabriella says that style is a word people would use, just not about her. She and knows what she's about. If Gabriella wins, this was the moment she won the show. I will give this look a friend of Dorothy. Friend of Dorothy, agreed. Audience, 80% friend of Dorothy, 20% ding dong, which is dead. Ivory Glaze, look by Isabel Schultz, hair by Ivory, jewels by Harlem Starlet. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Isabel Schultz for um, those who may not know. I believe she is a Dutch-based designer because she has done a lot of looks for Drag Race Holland. She did a bunch for Drag Race Belgium. And now she's making a look for Drag Race Down Under. Um, honestly, one of the best drag race designers out there. I would put her in the same league as like Florence Lee, like amazing artists who have put their work on the show. Um, I've said it before. I just want a makeover challenge on drag race where you bring in these designers, but it's not a makeover challenge. It's a design challenge where you're working with them to make a look. That would be one of the best design challenges ever. Just saying, just saying, world of wonder, you can call me and help guide it, but whatever. Let's talk about ivory, though. I thought this was absolutely gorgeous. The paint splatter effect in color was quite beautiful on top of this luscious black gown. She is giving you body and sex without being overtly sexual. The makeup is right. And I liked how simplified it was. She went neutral, so the colors on the outfit really shined. This was really a remarkable look. Agreed completely. Um, I think... Um... I think the be- one of the best ways to do a pride flag look is to do it as paint splatters. Yeah, and I think this so fun. is really smart. And I like the deconstructed nature of it. This is absolutely a friend of Dorothy. This is so pretty. Michelle says that her performance, she struggled a little bit, but says she looks exquisite. Reese says that her look is stunning. Reese says that in the performance, she was getting smaller and smaller as she was clearly in her head. Diva says that she wanted to get everything perfect. She says the beauty of this show is letting go. Rue says that she sort of dimmed away in this and it was unfortunate. She asks if she has a nightclub act. Uh, I love that Rue still calls them nightclub acts. And Ivory says that she full time as a business analyst in corporate banks. Rue asks why she does drag and she says that maybe out of drag, she's not the most exceptional person. 
She says when she's in drag, she feels like she can do everything and feel exceptional. Rue tells her that that's that the power of drag. The same confidence she gets from drag, she has to apply to her performance. And she tells her to get her power self and do not diminish herself. It's a friend of Dorothy. Yeah, absolutely. Audience, 96% friend of Dorothy, 4% ding dong, the witch is dead. Wow. Hollywood star, look by Isaac Loomis, hair by Dave Mark Evangelio. Loves by Tristan Seabom. Black Panther on the runway. I think this was quite a brilliant approach in this category. It was fashion. It was political. She chose the right silhouette for this look and the pride colors as the backdrop for the Black Lives Matter logo was evocative. Um, I think the hair was right. The beret was right. Um, This is a redeemable look for a sour attitude. I don't think her attitude was that bad and I thought the look was really (laughs) gorgeous. I also think that like this look sticks out from the way that Monet Exchange did it, which is nice. I think yeah. that like them having different takes was really, really special. Absolutely. Michelle says that she had enough attitude and star quality and confidence to feed all the children. She says on the runway, it sends a message and yet it's her and done her way. Diva says she loved her straight out of the gate, the outfit, the look, every single detail from head to toe. She was living for her. Rue says she sold it and it was so much fun. And Rue will ask her what pride means to her. And Hollywood says being able to represent her culture and infuse it with being queer is important to her. It's a friend of Dorothy. Fuck yeah, it is. Audience agrees. 96% friend of Dorothy, 4% ding dong, which is 10. And finally, we have Floor. No designers listed. She is serving Guatemala and a really wild look if the goal was color she succeeded i think the color swirls were well placed on all the elements she incorporated them on the blue top and then the black tights were my biggest critique as they should have been universal like i would have gotten rid of the black and only use blue but i thought this was a cool look i completely agree i thought this was really neat um and this is a really interesting silhouette too yeah i say i friend of dorothy Michelle says she was so much fun in her pride of the lyrics she wrote she loved. Reese says that she has this confidence on stage and that she kind of becomes the unannounced leader of the pack. He says the look we really loved. Diva loves the incorporation of her indigenous culture, but she really wanted to see her face because people were just getting to meet Floor. Bruce says that she came here from Guatemala. What brought her to New Zealand? Well, Floor says she moved with an ex-partner and they broke up. He moved to the U.S., but she loved New Zealand, so she thought she could call New Zealand home. Rue will ask her to take the thing off and Floor says she'd like to keep it on and Rue Rue was not happy because she didn't like the joke but alas that's what happened when you create an iconic moment Floor will remove the mask and she looks stunned I'm glad she had the mug on under there I was worried it was going to be like a Jimbo design challenge situation not in the first episode if she had a lip sync she would have been gone immediately I will give it a friend of Dorothy and the audience. They loved it. 88% friend of Dorothy, 12% ding dong. The witch is dead. Now Rue will call forward. Isis, Avis, Loren, Ivana drink, read a menu and bump a love as they are safe. Meaning Ashley Madison, Hollywood star floor, ivory glaze, Gabriella Labucci and Emil are the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Yes. Hard. Yes. Er Read a menu should have been in the bottom for the runway and for whatever that thing was she wore in that challenge. And maybe for the entrance look. Everything. I am not living for read a menu this episode. Oh my God. Maybe she should read a fashion magazine. Thank you. Thank you. All right. The safe quartet cheers to not being the first queens going home. And then we're going to have some sad faces as Amal walks in asking, who is an MP3 player? 
She tells the girls that they told her she looked nervous and she is gutted. She feels devastated and feels like she's letting herself and everyone who's cheering her on down. Ashley is looking down, but we're going to get to her in a second. Flora asks who else they thinks they're lipsing, and Ivory says that they said she didn't have enough confidence, so she will give it all and hopefully convey that she does have enough presence to be there. Emma will tell Ivory that they loved her, but with her nervousness thing, it was present. So Ivory will tell her that she got the same feedback, and despite the positive feedback on her look, she genuinely thinks she'll be lipsing against Amal. She says it sucks, as it's her close Sydney sister. And I was like, wait, they're close? We hadn't learned about that plot point yet, but okay. Now let's talk about Ashley, who doesn't want to talk. Not while her lashes are like this. I've had some nights like that in drag. I've had some nights where I needed to sit in the corner of my home bar and feel my feelings. <laughs> and I get it. And my lashes probably looked worse. She is so embarrassed. And meanwhile, Hollywood is like, poor little Ashley Madison. Bump is going to come for Ashley. But Ashley, babe, you've been memed. This is going to be one of the best memes of the year. It's giving very, that means nothing, quite honestly. It was so good. Uh, it's just her fucking nipples. Nipplegate, nipplegate, nipplegate. Ashley will sob as she's so embarrassed. And I think she's more embarrassed probably watching it back. Uh, she knows it was cringe. But again, Ashley, make this moment worth it. Merchandise it. Not a soaking clock. <laughs> Hollywood will tell us that they let Ashley have her moment as they're doing their best to let her get out of her mindset. Now, sure, Ivana, that's what they call it. Right. Ivana, the lovable, sweethearted Ivana. She will tell Ashley that she made it here and she came all the way from Sydney. And she's like, wait, Melbourne. But at least she got her to laugh. Amal is going to tell Ivory that she hopes she doesn't have to lip sync, but if she has to choose, she'd rather lip sync against Ashley if she doesn't want to send Ivory home. And Ashley's like, you want to send me home? And she's like, well, it's better than Ivory. Okay. Sure, sure it Can't is. Can't we have this kind of fun and drama on Untucked Junior on Drag Race France 2 and Drag Race Untucked This was Junior. hilarious. This was so good. Ashley walked in with a lot of confidence, and now she's feeling so stupid all because of one little mistake she made. Emma laughs and well, says they're the best one I don't win. know if I would I don't know if I'd say one little mistake. I'd say like four and a half. That's fair. The girls have returned as Rue has made some decisions. Hollywood star is the winner of the week. She wins custom prosthetics valued at $3,500 from Body Effects. And her face is like, can I trade that in for something better, like cash? She did not like that prize. I'm sad that they didn't show us, like, the, the like, you know when they, like, win a prize on the older seasons and they, like, show the podium of prizes? Yes. I wanted to, like, lose Shrek noses and, like, wounds and shit. Flora, Gabriella Labucci, and Ashley Madison are safe, meaning Ivory Glaze and Amel are the bottom two. Do you agree with those two and the bottom? <clears throat> well, someone needs to go home. That's true. Uh, but let's just let, let's just talk about it because it's a thing, and I don't. Uh, we have to mention it. Two minorities in the bottom. Rue, what are you doing on this show? What keeps happening that we keep eliminating the minorities in this fucking first episode? Take it up with wow. I just don't know what is going on. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Rue said before that they don't necessarily see color, blah, blah, blah. But it's a thing. We are we see it. Us fans who watch the show, we see it. We notice it. 
we're not stupid yeah like the this is probably the most colorful cast we have had on drag race down under what are the fucking odds that this happens It's unfortunate, but Drag Race Down Under has yet to be anything other than a shit show. The song is inevitably Down Under by Men at Work. Uh, I will say it is not a great lip sync song. It is not. There's nothing to do. I think that there are things they could have done with it if they were more creative. Sure. Uh, I guess I also haven't listened to it in a very long time, but I didn't realize that the melody of Kookaburra is in it. I loved that. It was really cute. Oh, I also didn't realize that. Yeah, it's in the little flute solo. Yeah, they they really did the same choreography. (laughs) At the same time, same energy. It was just going to come down to critiques, I guess. Sure. In the end, Amel is eliminated as Ivory says. Do you agree? yeah all right let's talk about our burning questions are you ready yes i am what is animal's legacy i don't i'm gonna say it's the entrance where she forgot her line forgot her name and i think that's probably going to be the thing that i'll remember her most for Hmm. Yeah, I think the entrance looking like the other queens had really nice things to say about her. Yeah. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Holly? Uh, no, Gabriella. Gabriella really. See, I will say Gabriella, absolutely. I'm also going to throw in Ivory in there simply because she was the main focus the entire episode. She did not go home, but she got her backstory in. It's true. It's true. All right, next week we have a Muriel's wedding theme design challenge. If anyone knows anything about me, you don't understand how thrilled I am finally having a Muriel's wedding reference on this show. Basel Tov on your big, uh, big experience. I love it. Um, who are you worried about? Who do you think is going to do well? I I could see Ivory crumbling. I could also see Ivory like soaring. Um, sure. I think I think Ashley is going to have a rough go of it. I think all these fashion girls are going to be like, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But as of right now, I'm pulling, I'm hashtag team Gabriella. Well, let's ask the question after one episode of the winner of the season is. Gabriella Labucci, mama. I'm going to say Gabriella Labucci as well. She is excellent television. She is so kind. She is so fun. This is someone I want to root for. Go team Gabriella. She appeals to the part of me that loves Jinx Monsoon, which is all of me. Yeah, and it would be the first to win the show. The first, oh my god. <laughs> Shady. Um, where can we find social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can find me at fem.day.violet on Instagram. Um, I am visiting Chicago August 7th through 12th. I will be doing Roscoe's Drag Race, hopefully get a knock on some wood. Um, and I am moving to Chicago in October. So for all of the Chicago listeners, I'm available for bookings. I'm fucking hilarious. Um, and um, I will smoke you up if you book me as well. So That's really- incentive. It's true. What more could you ask for? Um, and I'm just really excited for this new chapter of my life. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank well, you. Well, we'll have to make sure we know how to do time when we record again when you're in Chicago because you're going to be an hour behind me. 
I mean, yeah, it shouldn't be. It's I. I'm pretty good. Actually, no, I can't say I'm pretty good at math because that's not true. Ah. Well, thank you so much for kicking off the season with me. It was a pleasure. I can't wait to uh, slog through this season.